church, I made the corner onto the gravel road and I thought, wow, they gave me the red carpet treatment almost. They put new gravel down there in a lot of areas and uh, it's like, hey, this is kind of nice. New, fresh gravel on the road there, almost coming all the way up here. So uh, kudos to the, the county people for the work that they're doing on the roads out there to keep us uh, all traveling nice and safe. Well, here we are in the great outdoors once again. You just never know what uh, society will hit us with. As uh, as I look here with the new construction that's going on here with our church, the uh, new fellowship hall that's being erected a uh, little bit each week, something new is happening, and so praise the Lord. It's certainly been a patience time for us, hasn't it? Uh, considering this is supposed to have been done this spring, and it's almost fall, but uh, hey, it's going to get done, so that's the main thing. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Happy Sunday, everybody. Well, life is full of challenges, as we all well know. And one thing that's really challenging for us is social media. I don't know if you notice it, but when you're, if you, any of you that are on social media, there are all kinds of things that are trying to stir you into different directions. Um, they have, you know, they want you to lose weight. They get all you got different type of people trying to make you lose weight or gain muscle or shopping. The other day I thought, oh, I like those, those bulbs on there. So I clicked on it. Now my whole social media is filled with companies that want to sell me flowers. It just, it's amazing how that all works out. And then uh, sometimes social media doesn't do justice for us. They sometimes make us feel bad because we'll see, oh, look, our friends are over there in Hawaii. You know, they're having such a great time and I can't afford to go. And, and sometimes social media will, will do that, make us feel bad. You know, and so, you know, we just have to get past that. We have to realize that we need the healing power of Jesus Christ to overcome the obstacles that are in this world. Now, there's several Bible verses that are in your bulletin about healing. And I'll kind of go through those with you, starting with Jeremiah 17, 14. Heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved. For you are the one I praise. What's really key about that is, for you are the one I praise. Who do we praise but God Almighty, Jesus Christ? That is the one person, not, nothing of this world. It is Jesus Christ. Because he came down here to sacrifice his life for us. And then in Luke 6, 19. And the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. You know, that's the power of Jesus Christ. You know, one lady says, well, if only I could touch his cloak, I would be healed. Now we're talking about faith. Faith through Jesus Christ. If only I could touch his cloak, I would be healed. There's all kinds of instances in the Bible. And Jesus commanded his disciples, you are to go out and heal people as well. In Jeremiah 30, 17, But I will restore to you health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. And James 5, 16, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I was talking with somebody this past week about our congregation up here. 
And I said, you know, I've been in several different churches. But this congregation, this member of believers that we have here, you, I don't know if you realize how strong you are spiritually connected to God. You all have such great faith. You have such conviction. And that is, that is so totally awesome. You don't get that in too many churches. Usually you go to a church, you listen to the pastor, and then you go leave afterwards. But here there is a spiritual connection in among everybody here. And that is so awesome. And that's why when we pray, that's why we have prayer time, prayer and praise time as well, every, every other Wednesday. And so if, if you need a time to have somebody pray over you, you are invited to come. It's on your August calendar. If you don't have your August calendar yet, let me know. I'll get one for you after the service here today. But it's time to come up here and praise the Lord. Give Him prayer and praise as well. In 1 John 5, it says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of Him. Asking. Ask and it will be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. But you see, you have to ask. You have to seek. And you got to have your conviction to Jesus Christ. Simply just to say the words is not enough. You've got to mean it. And you've got to believe it. That faith that you have can be strengthened each week. And that's why I encourage you, when you come to church, you know, it's about learning. You might learn something, actually, even from me, when you come to church. When you come and listen to God's Word, but it's more importantly to read the Scriptures and hear what it says. Paul says in Romans 12, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and power worship. Now here's the catcher of it all. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Boy, we all fall into that, don't we? The world wants to shape us into its image. And God wants to shape us in His image. But the devil, he's out there. He's trying to do whatever he can to steer us away from what we're supposed to be. It's kind of like when you're driving on the road and you're on your cell phone. Oh, but I'm just going to quickly send a text message while you're driving. And that could lead to death. And that's why it's so important. Don't, I mean, it's like, well, everybody else does it. Doesn't mean you should do it because you might be the one that's going to be caught in the accident or you might be the one that's going to be killed. When you're driving down that road at 70 miles an hour and you're on your phone, you look down for it, you know, especially at night. You know, I'm driving down the road. I go down to Condi and I spray for mosquitoes and coming home. I'm kind of half scared coming home because you got this corn that's really tall on both sides of the road. You don't know if there's going to be a deer coming out because on the way down to Condi, I've seen a deer. So on the way back, there isn't going to be much warning. 
You can't be looking down or somewhere else. You got to be paying attention to the road. Pay attention to God. Pay attention to what He is giving us. Looking away for even a moment at the things of this world can get us into trouble. In 2 Corinthians, it's written, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, I am strong. Sometimes the patterns of this world will weaken us. But you know, as long as we resist, resist the power of the devil, and he will flee from us. God is saying, I am your healer of your spiritualness. Our spirituality is the most important thing in our lives. Every one of us here, because we all want to go somewhere. And that's up to heaven. And so, ask God for forgiveness. Ask God for strength and power. And we talk about how things are going to be at the end of time. Everything's going to be made new. Brand new. And there's going to be no more ailments. No more sickness. We won't have to worry about COVID. We won't have to worry about any of the ailments that are going on in the world today. Because it's all going to be gone. I'm going to read from you Revelation 21. If you have your Bibles with me, you're invited to follow along. It talks about a new heaven and a new earth. It's a place where we want to go. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Think about those words for a moment. There will be no more death. What you see over there in the cemetery is going to be no more. There will be no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. Yes, we got to get from point A to point B. But with God's help, we can certainly get there. Verse 5, he says, He who was sitting on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. 
To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexual immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Verse 9. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride and the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great high and showed me this holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates and with twelve angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east and three on the north and three on the south and three on the west. The wall of the city had twelve foundations and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates, and its walls. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide. He measured the city with the rod and found it to be 12,000 stata in length and as wide and high as it's long. The angel measured the wall using human measurement, and it was 144 cubits thick. A wall, 144 cubits thick. Wow, that's, that's pretty thick. The wall was made of jasper, and the city of pure gold, and pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third a gate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth ruby, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth emerald, the ninth topaz, the tenth turquoise, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. Wow, there's a lot of different chemicals in there, isn't it? A lot of different elements. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was of gold, as pure as transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter, enter into it. Nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. kind of have it made here. We have a nice environment. At least we're trying to keep it nice. We have the beautiful springtime when the flowers are blooming. Have the nice summertime temperatures. In the fall we have the beauty of the leaves, trees as they change their colors. Then we have the dead of winter time. 
But then spring rolls around and everything comes up again brand new. We're kind of living in maybe in the fall, winter time in our lives here. But then spring's going to be right around the corner. And everything will be made new. What we live in here, in our environment that we have here, is a change in environment. And our spirituality takes on a change. As we go through life, we go through changes. And it's why it's so important that we learn and teach other people about God, about Jesus Christ. We want spiritual healing. We want physical healing. And that's why we have God on our side. It's sad though. As we look around the country, and even affects us, even in many local churches as well, there's like some 1,600 leaders of churches and pastors that are leaving the ministry every week. There are hundreds of thousands of people who are leaving the church every week and not coming back. When you're coming to church, think about as you are giving glory to God. You're taking time out of your life to praise God, to sing to Him, to praise Him, to give Him prayer, to worship Him. This is the time for you to connect with God Almighty. Unfortunately for a lot of churches though, and I've been in a couple where you have turmoil. You have conflict. Is that what God is about? No. And that's why I enjoy coming up here because we don't have that conflict here at Buffalo Lake Lutheran Church. Yeah, not everybody agrees with everything. But the thing is, we can agree to disagree. And that's half the battle that we have in life. We have to agree to disagree on certain things. I don't always get my way, believe it or not. But I just have to accept it. It's like, okay, instead of causing turmoil, how can we work this out? And that's the God way. And I know that it's been told that whenever you're facing a tough decision in a church before you vote on it, you pray about it. And you'd be surprised how calm that makes everybody feel. Everybody is calm, you make your decision, and you don't get angry. Angry is the devil's way. The devil wants to stir the pot. He wants to poison our life with things of this world. There are so much more important things in this world. And our spirituality is one of them. Connect with God through prayer, through worship, through reading the scriptures, by praying over each other. You don't realize how important that is in your life. If you don't realize and connect with God now, there may come a time when you won't be able to. 
when it's too late. Take the time now to pray and praise God. And for there's, I know there's several members of our congregation right now that are in need of physical healing as well. We pray over you to give you the strength to get through this journey, to make it through the problems that are in our bodies because, you know, we live in an imperfect body. I know for a lot of us, we get up in the morning and it's just like, oh my gosh, I can't move my legs. I can't move this. And some stuff internal that, that it's affecting us. Let God do the healing for us. Physically, spiritually. And I know it's, it's like you could say, well, it's easier said than done. You don't, you're not in my shoes. And you're right, I'm not in your shoes, but God's in your shoes. God is with you. God is the one who is going to be along with you for the journey. And when things really get tough, when you look at the sand prints and you only see one set of footprints, God is the one carrying you. This is a great day that we're living in right now. This is a wonderful day. Despite the fact that the wind still continues to blow up here all the time. But think about it, folks. We're still able to worship and pray. There's no way the devil is going to stop us from worshiping. He may put some ailments out there and spread the COVID around, but <laughs> we got this here. We can still do it. We tell the devil to get away from us because we have God and we're going to continue to worship in his name, give him glory and praise each and every day. And I invite you to talk with God. I want you to take a couple minutes right now. Think about God. Pray to Him. And give Him the strength. Get, let, let Him give you the strength for your journey. This is a time to reach out to God. Offer us a, a prayer of healing and praise right now.